0: It's all about men's basketball talk on today's episode of the Locked On, Louisville podcast. We'll talk about Trenton Flowers leaving the program to go play in Australia. There's still being no word on the status of Tyler Johnson and predicting the current rotation. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into to another episode of the Locked On Global Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs ha- helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and conditions apply. As always, I want to thank you all again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Global Podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team, every day. All about men's basketball talk on today's episode of the show. We will begin by discussing the unexpected news that five-star freshman Trenton Flowers is leaving the program to go play professionally. Over in Australia. We'll also talk about how there is still no word on the status of freshman Tyler Johnson. We will also, um, as a result of these two segments, talk about the rotation, predict what it could look like, and discuss that entirely. So, um, unfortunately, not good news for the program as it was announced on Monday via Trenton Flower's social media that he would be leaving the Louisville program to go play professionally in the NBL over in Australia. Um, For those that don't know, that is the league to where uh, A.J. Johnson, five-star, would have been freshman, is playing. LaMelo Ball played there. R.J. Hampton played there. So it has become a more increasingly popular option for high school players to go uh, to try to eventually get to the NBA while foregoing um, you, know, the college uh, eligibility and, and things of that nature. So pretty tough news for Louisville. Unfortunately, um, it comes at an inopportune time. Let's be honest, these or these trends, this trend of players uh, committing to go to college, Uh, signing their national letters of intent, even showing up on campus in the offseason and working out and participating in team practices. There has been a trend of players doing that and then deciding that they're going to go play overseas, uh, go play in the G League, in overtime elite, some uh, professional ranks that will allow them to stay on the same track to ultimately get to the NBA. Unfortunately, For Louisville, there's two things that make this extremely tough. Number one, the timing of this. And number two, the state of in which the Louisville program currently is. Um, We'll begin by discussing the timing of it. Flowers uh, was one of the prized recruits of the um, recruiting cycle for Louisville. Originally was a 2024 recruit, ended up reclassifying or committed to Louisville, and then reclassified. He ended up as a five-star player in the 24-7 sports composite, 23rd overall, fourth-best small forward, number one player in the state of North Carolina. Um, The timing of this is very inopportune. Usually, when announcements or decisions like this are made, at least what we've seen in the past, um... It's mainly at the end of the spring, early summer, somewhere in that April to July area, July usually being sort of the latest. But the bad thing for Louisville here is that fall classes, the fall semester starts August 21st. That is a week from when the show is being recorded on August 14th. So um, to my understanding, the deadline to add players that are eligible for the fall semester would be the last day in which classes are able to be added or dropped, which I believe is August 25th, which is the corresponding Friday. So not this upcoming Friday, but the next one. So not only is there a a limited amount of players to go after to even fill those scholarships, but you don't have a lot of time to get that in motion. So you Honestly, have to um, have to have a uh, just an absolute situation where all the stars are aligned, and there hasn't really been any names that I've heard of. Um, so, not only do you have to find a player that's eligible to, you know, start classes, a lot of times it's either an international prospect or a guy looking to reclassify. So, trying to get that worked out in a little under two weeks is obviously easier said than done. Um, but also, the state in which the Louisville program is in hurts it more than um, if a player were to have left in the Rick Pitino era or for a team in, let's say, if it were to happen to Duke or Kentucky or a blue blood program that is playing really well right now. And that's no disrespect to Kenny Payne. I'm trying not to take a shot at Kenny Payne here. They don't take that as disrespect toward the, the coaching staff. It's more so that this program is looking to turn things around. They opted to go for overall talent, over experience in the transfer portal this upcoming offseason, and that's fine if that's the way you wanted to go, which it's obvious that the coaching staff did. Um, Trenton Flowers, one of the highest-rated players that Louisville got, Um, actually probably the top-ranked recruit that Louisville got in the high school recruiting class. They went from having a top-five class to now just outside of the top fifteen. So that's something to focus on here is that you lose that top five class, you lose a talented player. You know, you were banking on trying to develop this program through uh, younger players that are able to develop and get better as the years go on. Losing a player like Trenton Flowers, not only at this time where we're at on August 14th, but also with the state of the program, it's very inopportune. It doesn't look good in terms of PR. But it is what it is. The issue for me, and I I guess it's the issue for everyone, is something must have happened. A player just usually doesn't get up and leave after, um, or what, a week before the fall semester starts. I understand the opportunity to go play overseas is there, but I just think it's very interesting timing. I've heard a lot of theories of what it could be. A lot of these theories were sparked by a since deleted tweet from Twit- from Trenton Flowers that said uh, essentially along the lines of obviously I'm paraphrasing here is that I'm a point I'm a point guard and it's now time to call it how it is something along those lines. He ended up deleting the tweet, but that sparked a lot of controversy. Ty Spalding over at U of L rivals. Uh, said that he believes from the people that he's talked to has made him believe that uh, he just wasn't a fan of Kenny Payne's off-season workouts. Um, you have others that believe that if you read through the tea leaves and the possible scenarios, is that you know maybe Kenny Payne and company said, "Look, you're going to play point guard for us," and then it just didn't come to fruition when he got to the college workouts and he wasn't happy about that or the other way around to where Trenton flowers wanted to play point guard, but the coaching staff said, Hey, look, we just don't see you in that position or maybe they did, but he didn't beat out sky Clark at the position. Um, personally, I think flowers is more of a wing two guard wing combo that can play point guard. If need be uh, last resort. Now, obviously I'm just a podcast host. So what do I know? Um. Also, sorry, I've been dealing with some severe allergies. So if I start sniffling or um, my voice sounds a little hoarse, it's because I'm I'm trying to keep this going. Um, but it, it's a lot of um, it, it's a lot of controversy as to what happened because the timing is not ideal. Um, from a possible trying to replace the loss via adding a new player. Um, not only that, but you lose one of your top guys and now it sorts to hurt the depth. It makes it to where, you know, some of the other newcomers have to step up. We'll talk about that in the third segment, but not having Trenton flowers is going to be tough for Louisville. And I think what makes it even tougher is that we still don't have a lot of information on the status of Tyler Johnson and that is something that um, is making me a little concerned because, like I said, the time frame is really starting to get questionable. And we'll talk about Uh, that situation here in the second segment after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. What you can do is create a profile, create uh, a job post add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you're hiring you get simple tools at your disposal like screening questions what that does is it makes it easier to find the candidates that you want to talk to that have the right skills and experience adding the right team member is pivotal it's critical to creating and upholding a positive and measurable impact on your business it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, heading into the second segment of this basketball um episode of the show we just talked about the unfortunate news that was trenton flowers leaving louisville to go play professionally overseas in australia i will say that um i do wish trenton the best of luck um if this is a move that he feels is the best for his career then i i hope it is i i really hope it is um you know, you have the opportunity to do what you feel like is best for yourself in this world. And if he feels like that's the best opportunity, then who are we to say that he's wrong? So, uh, but one thing that makes me feel a little bit uneasy about this team's depth with the loss of flowers is that it's August 14th and we still haven't heard much from the um, situation of Tyler Johnson, making it onto campus. Johnson Um, committed to Louisville back in late May, uh, 80th in the country according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, 14th best point guard, number one player from New York State. Um, He's a player, you know, six-foot plays in the Bronx for our Savior Lutheran School. I am a big fan of his skill set. I think he is exactly what Louisville needs at the backup point guard spot. However... Players have made it to campus. Karan Davis made it to campus uh, around a month ago. Uh, participant has been participating in off-season workouts, so no worries there. However, we still haven't gotten much information on Tyler Johnson. Now, granted, Kenny Payne, when asked about Johnson, has you know always. He's never changed his, changed his tune. He's always saying that he expects Tyler here and that he's confident that that's going to be the case. I remember when people were asking questions in the mailbag uh, as to whether or not there were eligibility issues or something um, catching the um, – or I should say preventing him from enrolling. And I was like, I mean, who knows? I, I haven't heard anything yet. But I think that the radio silence at this point – in August, is different from the radio silence in June because now you're facing a timeline. As I mentioned with Trenton Flowers, if he is going to play this semester, he has to be enrolled in classes by a certain date. To my understanding, and I could be wrong, but from what I have always known is that he has to be, a player has to be enrolled before the deadline, which is usually the last day to add slash drop classes. The first day of classes is August 21st, a week from today, which is Monday, August 14th. The last day to add drop is usually the Friday following. So August 25th is the date being circled. So it leads you to believe that we're fighting against the clock and it doesn't make me feel good that we haven't gotten any more information. Now, granted, this could all be just complete overreaction and he enrolls this weekend and he joins the you know the university and you don't have to worry about it some other rumor that i've heard is that and i've only heard this a couple different places and it's not by any uh reputable sources that he's going to join the program in the second semester and i don't like that Granted, he would be joining the team, which is better than the alternative. So, I mean, if it came down to him not being a part of the program or him joining late, obviously I would take door number two and um, hope that he is able to uh, seamlessly fit in this rotation. However, that's asking a lot of a true freshman. I'm trying to think of the last time a true freshman uh, came in late, wasn't eligible until the second semester of the season when you get into conference play and you're better and you're playing better teams and you're having to learn on the fly. I can't think of the last time, or I should say a couple times to where this has been a successful uh, situation for any team out there. I mean, Emmanuel and joined in the second semester late in the second semester and played um, what five or six games, something along the lines and, Played some pretty solid minutes, but um there were players at that position. You're talking about the back guard or back guard, backup point guard position here for Lowell to where when you look at the rotation, there isn't a backup point guard on paper. Um there is no Trenton Flowers. If you viewed him as a point guard or not, he's not here to now potentially slide into that position. Um you lose L Ellis. Obviously, you have Sky Clark, who's going to be your starting point guard, right? But outside of that, you have a lot of two guards, uh, hybrid guys that can bring the ball up, but um, Coach Lieberman said it best uh, in a tweet, and I want to pull that up, and I'm, I apologize for being unprepared here. I'll admit it, I was unprepared on this episode since uh, you know that's become a pretty significant thing is that I'm completely unprepared for these uh, episodes, which is... Complete BS, but it is what it is. Um, Lieberman essentially said that being a point guard is so much more than just bringing the ball up the court. And I think that he's completely right. It's about, you know, having – or your teammates having trust in you with the ball in your hands to create for them, to facilitate, so on and so forth. I think that it is a best-case scenario – if players like Karan Davis can play the one, I look at him as more of a three than I do a one um, because of his assist to turnover ratio. And with him not ever having a ton of experience of creating for his team in the box score in the um, statistical columns. But um, you know, who knows maybe Karan Davis can slide in as the second unit point guard if need be, but you see where, depth has already become an issue with Trenton flowers leaving because flowers can at least handle the ball. He might not be a traditional point guard, but he might be able to play the position better than other players on this roster. However, if you also look at this situation and say that Tyler Johnson is not going to make it onto campus. And this is clearly a hypothetical. So don't, uh, you know, don't take this out on me and say that I said, he's not making it onto campus, but if he were not to, because I haven't heard anything suggesting that he is on campus yet or if he's not making it to campus. Then you put yourself in an interesting situation because not only do you have some issues with depth, but also at the guard position. So with that being said, let's talk about the rotation because I think that there's some interesting things to discuss when it comes to filling out this uh, rotation for Louisville. We'll do that here momentarily. Before we do that, I want to thank you all again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On to Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team, every day. Every dayers, thanks for tuning in. Like I said, every single day. Coming up, we're going to have a special interview with Louisville High School head basketball coach Tim Hayworth, who has coached Caleb Glenn and Sayla Brown in high school. Um, Great interview that we had with him that I'm excited to share with you all, so be sure to stay tuned. Okay, heading on into the final segment of this basketball edition of the show, we're talking about a current, updated look at the rotation. So you look at the roster, where things are at, Sky Clark, Karan Davis, Mike James, Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams Jr., Danila Javanovich, Trey White, Emmanuel Corfor, Dennis Evans, Brandon Hutley Hatfield, and J.J. Traynor. So you have, was that, one, two, three, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, um, and then twelve with Tyler Johnson, um, which we are just going to slide him into that backup point guard role at the moment. But I think that the starters were what I believed them to be a couple months ago. I don't think that Trenton Flowers changes the starting lineup. The starting lineup, to me, at least in the guard play, is Sky Clark, Mike James, and Trey White, and then you have any mixture of. Emmanuel Korfor, Brandon huntley Hatfield, and J.J. Traynor. So two of those three. Uh, so I think that your starting lineup doesn't really get affected by this news uh, for Trenton Flowers unless your uh, objective was to bring Mike James or Trey White off the bench, which I just don't see that being the case, or playing a small ball lineup to where Flowers starts as well, which I still think would be um, more unlikely than you know the lineup that we just named off. So... The question is now is who fills out the rotation? Now, I will say that having an 11-man rotation is sort of unrealistic. A lot of the key rotations go anywhere from 8 to 10 deep. I mean, you could probably make it work with 11, but even Kentucky with that 2015 team when they platoon. 10 guys. I mean, they pretty much did 10 guys and that was it. And they had more guys that could have played and probably should have played as well if they were on any other team. So I think 8 to 10 is where you look at a key rotation. So let's put the Tyler Johnson situation off to the side for a moment. This hypothetical is going to serve um, the situation in the event that he's not with Louisville in the fall, right? So you look at the team. I think that, obviously, who one of the three out of Huntley Hatfield, a core four and J.J. Trader is going to play a ton. I can see where Dennis Evans is at least play a small role off the bench. I think he's going to play more. I think he's got the potential, but offseason workouts have shown that uh, he just needs to continue to get acclimated with the speed of college ball and continue to transform his body. Um, you've got players, I think Karan Davis is going to play, being a Juco guy, being a vet guy. So you have Davis, Trader, and Evans. Let's say Davis Huntley Hadfield, Evans, Davis Accor, Ford Evans. Three there. So you're already at eight, right? Um, uh, one, two, three. Actually, yeah, you're at eight right there. There you're at seven right there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're at seven. Sorry. And then you have what well, eight with Trey White. I apologize. The, the the spreadsheet that I'm looking at, I, I've compiled, is, is throwing me off, go figure. Um, but then you look at who's going to be also in the rotation. The key players to look at here, Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams Jr., and Daniela Jovanovic. All three have a case to play solid minutes. I think Caleb Glenn is going to be the surprise of this year's team. Tim Hayworth will tell you in the next episode of why he thinks he's going to be a very solid player. He's looked good in off-season workouts. He already has a collegiate-level body. He plays very, very good against better competition, and he is solid around the basket. And his ball handling and three-point shot are continuing to improve. So I think Caleb Glenn is going to find his way into this rotation. I could honestly see a situation to where Glenn is competing for a starting spot. That's my hot take on this Monday edition of the show is that Caleb Glenn will start at least one game for Louisville this upcoming year. And then you also leave who's going to be the one on the outside looking at Danila Javanovich, Curtis Williams jr. Both have shown some solid moments this offseason. I think that, uh, you know, Williams being the better uh, overall score, although Jovanovic is no slouch. I think Jovanovic has a little bit better um, vision while um, Curtis is probably a better rebounder. But that's going to be the main battle for me is how those two compete in the fall as we get closer to the season, Um, and then if you enter Tyler Johnson into the mix, I think that that bodes better for Danilo Jovanovic than Curtis Williams because I think that Curtis would play more if there was more of a need at guard play. So that's something to focus on here as we move forward Um, just under two months away from the season. is um, Louisville has some depth, but the players, uh, the newcomers that are joining the program, are going to be forced to uh, have that much larger of a role and be that much better than they were projected to be, especially the uh, incoming freshmen. So that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. To find the show on all streaming services, be sure to stay tuned to this graphic.